Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Welcome to episode 11 of Old Dog New Tech. How do you use Google Drive? When I was in college, I was given many tight papers concerning the filing systems of a band director and the ways to organize daily documents and papers and forms. And you know what I'm talking about. You see so many forms. We get them emailed now in PDF. But there was a time when the mailbox was full of these forms. And then you had to put it in an envelope and stick a stamp on it and mail it somewhere. Or inner office mail it, something. But now we have sharing uh, capabilities with Google Drive. Or really with any OneDrive, any type of cloud sharing document storage. Alphabetizing is a primary characteristic of most of the systems that I grew up with that was on these type papers. For the most part, the systems worked. Uh, Many of the systems became obsolete, though, once I started using Drive. Google Drive keeps changing, and Google keeps tweaking tools like Drive and making it possible for you to use it as simple or as complex, I guess a way to look at it, as you want to. So that kind of led me to this question for this podcast is how do you use Google Drive? If you're not using it, you might want to take a look at using it. But how do you use it? And it can be fashioned to meet your needs. So I'm going to go through uh, how I started with it, what I'm doing now, and hopefully some of this can transfer and help you out, or at least, you know, get you curious exploring. Ten years ago or more, I started using Google Drive to create and store documents, mostly uh, just Google Docs and Slides with some occasional uh, PDFs that I received via email, uh, creating forms from time to time, but mostly it was Docs and Slides. Eventually, though, I started to upload documents from my computer so I could work on them at home or wherever, and then I started to share these documents. And sharing was uh, a challenge at first. It took a while with all the different email um, hosts to get documents to share, For in other words, for them to play together nicely. That's the way I used to put it, is that some things played together and some things didn't. Over time, though, this has 
become less and less of an issue. And more, uh, the issue with sharing has become remembering how to set up the permissions. But uh, I'll talk about that more here um, later in the podcast. So I first used Google Drive as a means for storing and sharing documents. Most people that I uh, knew weren't, weren't familiar with the tool. Uh, they were using disk drives or CD burners or thumb drives. Those were the primary tools for you would share, uh, you know, you put it on one of those things and either give it right to the person for them to have to use or um, take it to their computer and put it on there. You could uh, eventually email a lot of documents, but sometimes the ability to edit the document that's the challenge. You could send something, reading it wasn't the problem, but editing it, if you needed to put in any information, that could be, that could be difficult. That, that at first, that, that required a little more uh, know-how and maybe encoding and setting up a doc. My district has been a um, Google for Education uh, school for quite some time. And so um, when I saw all of the things that were available, uh, I was first starting to, you know, get that little bud of interest into technology. Because as a music teacher, most of the technology that we have uh, at our fingertips, first off, if you uh, could afford it, because it's usually pretty expensive and it took up a lot of memory, you had to have the right machine. But um, uh, it, it was for one uh, purpose. You know, you could uh, compose with it or print out some music, or you could um, catalog your music library or something, uh, something along those lines. But there, there weren't near the tools that, you know, say we're talking a decade or more ago uh, in the music area. But as I started teaching um, a few more, I don't know, general education and intro to music class or a um, a guitar class where some of the features that the Google apps offered were a little more applicable. I've always said that in music, we kind of have our technology in our hands, the instruments, that's what we're working with. And so knowing how to deal with that technology is pretty much what I was doing the bulk of my time. But as I got a chance to use Google Drive and explore it a little bit more, I found that there were some um, fascinating um, opportunities, I guess the best way to put it. And it sounds like that's a little short, but um, it really piqued my interest. So I was able to create the documents or the slides and then insert it into the website, which at that time I was using Weebly. I had tried the uh, old form of Google Sites and um, I was able to utilize it, but it wasn't quite as functional as I needed it to be, nor as easy. Uh, it took a lot of time and um, being new and kind of a laggard in the technology integration, still kind of in between a late adopter and a laggard, um, I uh, looked for answers 
that would um, not cost me more time. And so uh, at that time, it was Weebly for me that worked to have a, a website where I could put documents, storage primarily, not a lot of communication um, other than, you know, say an agenda or so. But once I started using Drive and um, utilizing the sharing um, capabilities, then my website started to become less uh, important. I had it. But I was sharing documents more. There were so many different documents that went in and out in the course of uh, uh, in the course of my teaching that um, taking the time to upload them to the website became a second or third step. Once I had created the document, then I could share it. So that eventually became, you know, kind of what I do or what I did at the time. So Drive is a very flexible. Um, tool, and I found that out as I used it. So my point here is that you need to start somewhere with using Google Drive. Don't um, put it off and say until uh, you're ready to learn all of its features. Just store some documents there, uh, make some documents, um, and then maybe try sharing them or creating a folder that you shared that everyone can put documents in that are good for your PLC or for whatever group you might have. And as you start to do that, you will start to find the other features because they kind of, they kind of just come into play as you're doing it. You say, well, I wonder if I can do this. And because you're already familiar with the storage and creation of documents, the other tools that come um, that will kind of roll into what you're doing, um, won't seem as complicated. But if you tried to do it at all at like one shot, then yeah, that would be, I could see where you'd get frustrated. I could see where that wouldn't be uh, something that you'd want to do right away. So just store some things. You can upload your documents easily from your computer right into Drive. And especially if you're a school, a Google school, then your Drive has uh, unlimited uh, gigabytes of storage. Otherwise, I think the limit is 15 gig, which is still a lot unless you're a photo and video person, and then that might run out pretty quick. But just get started and uh, create and maybe share. So next I'm going to go through some of the other flexible uses of, of Drive and mostly focused on organizing and finding or searching within Drive, um, and how I think the folder is becoming less about you or the individual that creates it, and more about the people that are going to be uh, getting into the folder or um, what you're going to do with the content in the folder. Drive is constantly being tweaked and improved, like so many of um, the tools that Google has. Some of the uh, new tweaks do not always make a big difference to, say, teachers. Um, however, I um, I think that sometimes we, I, at least I think, I know I sometimes thought, ah, that's not going to make a big deal, make a big difference. And then as I used Drive or a Google tool, I found out different. So there are... Um, apps in Google Drive that you can find the 
to create a unique document or to convert a doc from, say, a PDF to a Word document, uh, to convert a, a movie file or an MP3, MP4. These are apps that are available. If you click the New button and go to More Apps, maybe you're already doing that. I know I have quite a list some that I need to check out again and some that I use pretty regularly, but I will get into that another time. That's probably more toward the complex, more involved use of Drive. And if that's not going to meet the needs of your students or meet your professional needs for productivity, then yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. If you have a system you're using right now, keep using it. But I think you're going to find eventually you know, you'll see one of these tools being used, and um, they're pretty cool. So if you're like me and you like to click around and find some things, then take a minute and click on that More Apps and see what comes up. It's like a little mini app store. The changes over the past several years that I find the most useful pertain to organizing and uh, locating documents. There are some secondary features associated with these primaries that I'm talking about. Um, but um, I'm going to hmm, urge you maybe to stay a little more on just picking one or two things. Like I said, just be patient with your integration and you don't try to be perfect. And try and, and sometimes perfect means is you're trying to be complex and and, uh, you know, solve everything at once, but just take it step by step and small increments. And, and uh, um, I think that's more successful and definitely makes made me feel better. And I think it will help you as well. And that's why I'm kind of focusing on the organization piece and uh, locating documents uh, in Drive. So let's talk about organization. First off, as I go through and highlight some of this, I want you to know that I uh, am planning on creating a video and including it in the show notes. Um, not a whole lot of instruction there, but mostly just to click through some of these things. So in case you're a, a person that's like me, I like to see it in use and then try it myself. Um, uh, so you'll be able to, to check that out, check the show notes for that. So organizing documents into folders can be useful. And if you're like me at the old dog uh, age, we were creating folders all the time, whether you're actual physical folders that you're putting into the filing cabinet because uh, you got a list of files that you need to create when you take a teaching position. I know that my methods courses, um, my teachers handed out several suggestions for filing systems. and um, I have utilized them and even transferred them into a computer then. And most uh, organi organizing gurus will, will say, you know, create a folder for this and a folder for that. But I'm seeing as I use Google Drive that the folder is becoming obsolete because you can organize your documents in different ways and you can search for them and uh, the folder isn't really as much of a part of the search as it used to be. Now, you can click if you had folder, first hour folder, second hour folder, third hour folder, and you can click through those and look for the document that you're using in that hour for sure. But if you use the search feature, 
of Drive and put in just a few words you're looking for, you're going to get every document that's in your drive that is your document that has those words in them. And probably the document you're looking for is going to be in there. Or if you remember what day or um, any other subject that might be in there, it will find those terms and bring that document up for you. So the organization piece and folders may not be as big of a requirement as it used to be. But if, but you know what? I have all kinds of folders um, in my drive because that's just what I did. That's how I organized things. And when I uploaded things, it uploaded the folders and made the new folders for me right from my computer into my drive. So you can still use folders. I'm just saying, I'm noticing that even my own use of the folders is not the same as it used to be because of some of these changes in the way that you're able to search for things so much easier. Let's talk more about the folders, though. So if you create a folder and in Google Drive, you can uh, color your folders differently. But that has very little to do with organizing the color. The color is just that, a color. It, uh, Google will still organize uh, by the title. So what I found is a way to cut and paste an emoji or a small image at the beginning of some of the titles. And then that's how Google organizes my folders. So if I use, and it can be subject specific if you want to, but sometimes I just pick a football or a smiley face or an X or whatever and put it at the beginning of folders that um, have similar content or that I know I'm going to be using or that if I want them to be at the top because I use them the most and some I want at the bottom of my drive list of folders, then when I sort that, it will sort them by those pictures. Even though uh, the titles may be different. I believe it still uses the first letter then. So go picture and then the first letter and still go uh, alphabetically. You can also do it by the date that you last accessed that folder. Or who owns the folder. Those are all choices along the top of your Google folder, uh, Google Drive folder list. There we go. That's the right one. So... If that is something that works for you, great. Uh, but I, I found the image little emojis. I um, had a couple ways to do it. Emoji keyboard does uh, appear if you create that, say, on your phone or your tablet. Or Chromebook, I believe, has an emoji keyboard. And you can put that into the name. You could also, if you can't get to it, Via your computer, you could go ahead and create that folder. And then if you have the Drive app, which I highly suggest you get all the Drive app on every device you have so that you can access your documents no matter what the device, uh, you can then go back and um, edit the name of your folder. I find that to be a very cool little organizational piece for me. So when I open up my drive, my all my folders line up with the pictures. And um, I just kind of learn what picture goes with what type of folder. Along the left-hand side of your drive, you'll see um, 
where the new button is and my drive and shared with me and recent. And it's those two buttons I want to talk about, those two choices, the shared with me and recent. Uh, first off, recent, if you click on that, it's going to obviously show you the things you've been recently working with. And you can also go down the list and see the last month, the last week, things you've worked with. So if you worked with a document, you know, last week and you can't find it in that button, then definitely search your terms and it should come right up. If it is something you worked with yesterday, be right at the top of that recent. And also Drive has recently started, no, a lot of recent here, uh, putting the uh, documents you recently had open, the last four, I believe it is, right at the top of your list of folders. So you can find those last used there. But the recent tab, that's where I spend most of my time. I, I hardly ever go to my folders looking for a document anymore. It's usually the recent and or to search. That's what makes me feel like folders are starting to become a little obsolete. You don't need the folder where you used to click in your docs and then go to your hour or your class to find that document. You don't need to do that anymore, at least not with Google Drive. All right, so recent. I think that takes us through recent for me. Now go up to shared with me, and these are the documents that you have opened because someone has shared with you. So you clicked in your Gmail. And you got an email from someone from Google saying, Joe has shared this document with you. You click, you, it says open in whatever the document is, whether it's a Google Doc or a slide. And once you open that, then that goes into that tab that says shared with me. Now, it's not yours to do much with unless a person has give, uh, given you uh, permissions to do some editing. Most of the time, you just get view. So you get a chance to view. And you can go to File and create a copy, or you can click uh, up next to the title. There's usually a little drive icon with a plus in the lower right-hand corner to add to your drive. And at the time you click that, it'll give you an organized choice. So then you could put it in the file that you want, or you can rename it, I believe. It also gives you that option. But again, if they've given you permission to view only, then that's what you get to do is just view when you add it to your drive. If you want to take that document and the person has said, yeah, here, I'll send you a copy of it. Just make, make your own copy and you know make changes, whatever, I don't care. Then you have to go to File, find where it says Make a Copy of. You'll get a little text box in the middle of your screen that tells you it's going to name it Copy of whatever the title of the document is, but I would name it, change the name, and you can also change the location. And a last little bit of advice, if you know you're going to be sharing this, you're going to be putting it on your Google site, you're going to be sending, to, sending it to someone, you're going to be assigning it to your students via Google Classroom, or in Schoology, we can assign it. it they have a, uh, they call it an app that allows for you to assign a Google document to the kids, students, one to each, but it doesn't always share right away and it makes the kids click and ask for permission unless you create a folder and make a folder that says anyone with a link to this can see or view. 
then anything you put in that folder will be shared. That has saved me quite a bit of time, and I think it'll save you a lot of time. All right, well, we are, this is segment has been uh, kind of long, so I wanted to sum this up uh, and give you a, a tech treat uh, for this week, and um, we'll get to that next. So to sum, sum it all up, Ooh, got a little tongue-tied there. All the documents you recently work with appear in the recent section of Drive. I use this a lot, along with searching. If I can't find the document, because I know I used it recently, but I happen to, say, download uh, a bunch of images, copyright-free images, into my Google Drive, then a lot of times my recent list is about, you know, 20 images and then it gets into the things I've looked at. So it's quicker than going down that list to just go up to the search bar and type in the first few words or even just the class. You can also do it by date if you remember your dates. That's not one of my strengths, but maybe it's one of yours. The Shared With Me organizes all the documents that you opened via Gmail, but you didn't save to your drive. So maybe you don't want a copy of it. Maybe you're just looking at the document. You can find the doc by the name of it or who shared it with you or the date. All the same features of sorting in the shared with me uh, section are there that you also get in your Google Drive folder section. I think I usually make a copy right away. I add it to my drive at least. If I know I have editing capabilities, if I don't, then I would make a copy. If I know I'm going to want, um, if I know I'm going to want to edit, make a copy and put it into the drive. I try to put it in folders now because the list gets kind of long. But uh, like I said, with that search feature and just finding Unless I'm going to share it, um, I really don't have too much concern of what folder it goes in. All right, here's your tech treat for the week. Ending of uh, episode 11 here. Answergarden.com. Start or end a class with Answer Garden. Pose a question that students can answer with one or a few words, and a word or a phrase tree begins to form. The answers can be moderated and deleted if necessary. And I always like to project these up on the screen so they can see the tree grow. And another great uh, piece is that you can save these and then maybe start the next day, uh, start a discussion with it. If you ended it or you started it, you know, it's, it's up to you, what, whatever you need. But it's, it doesn't just go away. You don't have to do anything real special other than uh, follow the, the buttons that are available to share or export or save. Answer Garden. It's a great tool. Um, I like to use it at least once a lesson. It's easy to use. Check it out. Well, this brings us to the end of episode 11. 
I hope that uh, you found something useful out of this because uh, Google Drive is a great tool and it can be used as you like. So many tools have one or two uses and you have to learn how to use everything about them in order for it to make changes or be uh, somehow enhance what you're doing. And Google Drive can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. So, so many possibilities. So it's up to you. How are you going to use Google Drive? This has been the Old Dog New Tech Podcast with your host, Jeff West. I hope you enjoyed your time. And remember, with EdTech integration, it's about being patient and not perfect. <laughs>